This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, friends. It's Annie Grace, author of This Naked Mind, and I am answering questions. I had a question a few weeks ago from Lee, and um, I really wanted to give it some thought and come up with an answer because I've answered questions on relapse before and I wanted to add something new and different um, and hopefully helpful to the conversation. So although this is a few week old question, Lee, I hope that this answer will help you. So Lee asks, okay, here goes. It took me about a year from the time I decided I had to quit drinking to actually quitting. I would make it two to three weeks and I'd find myself always going back to drinking or relapsing as they say. So I quit for three months and then I had another relapse and now I've been sober for almost four weeks. My question is, what are your thoughts on relapse? What causes it? How do you deal with it? And how do you prevent it from happening again? Also, do you think you have to reset the clock and start from day one when you relapse or does all your sober time consecutive or not count towards being sober? Thanks. So I'll answer the second part at the end. Um, And it's weird because I came into this writing my own book based on my own journals, putting it out into the world. And then I was introduced to this whole entire movement of recovery, which I hadn't been aware of before. And there are so many differing opinions and so many people who will make you feel a certain way or as if you're not doing something right. And I think that's really sad. I mean, I am of the belief that there is so much good in this movement and there's so much health And we should just really focus on loving and accepting each other despite our perhaps differences in beliefs. So so my belief may very well be different than what you have believed, but you have to find your own path. And the last thing we should be doing is judging each other for whatever they're doing in their personal life. We don't understand, so we can't judge and we just need to be here for each other, supporting at all costs is my point of view. So even my opinions, you know, take them with a grain of salt. So what I would say is that, you know, all personal breakthrough, all change in your life comes from a change in your belief systems. and you believe that something's not right and you have to change. And it's not necessarily a formula or a template. And it's certainly not somebody else telling you what's right for you because that only goes so far. You know, somebody can tell you their way of doing stuff and you can follow them to a point, but ultimately in your heart, in your soul, in your decisions for your life, you need to change what you truly believe. And the thing about beliefs, and we've talked about this before is that When you form beliefs, you form them based on your experiences and your assumptions and they become something that you don't question. Beliefs by definition are something that you don't question. And the key to changing any beliefs is you have to start to doubt them. So you change your beliefs by either you, you create doubt in the first place, And then you associate what you want to change with something extremely pleasurable or many pleasurable things or something extremely negative and a huge amount of pain. And of course, often in recovery, we are driven to rehab. We are driven to meetings by the fact that we cannot go on as we currently are. There has become a huge amount of pain with our drinking. And that pain is enough to spur us into into change. And there's also this belief that if you haven't had enough pain, you can't make lasting change, which I 
I don't think that that's true, but it is out there. And I think, you know, some people say, well, you're just not ready yet. You haven't suffered enough yet. And I think that while pain is probably one of the most effective ways to change, um, because if, if it's like a change or die situation, then you will have all sorts of motivation to change. It can also fade when the pain goes away because a few months later you're sober you know your life has started to get better you're starting to improve all relationships in your life all aspects your self-respect is coming back and the memory of pain can fade away i mean think about a time when you were really ill it's really hard to remember what exactly that felt like um, when you're not actually in it so i think you know perhaps not quite as powerful as pain in terms of catapulting that initial change is by associating enough pleasure and enough goodness and enough positivity with the new behavior. And I think, you know, my philosophy is definitely, and my path is definitely that that's what I've done. You know, I came to a point where I was like, okay, yeah, there was pain, but there certainly wasn't pain like I've heard about. And, and thank goodness, like I'm so thankful every day that I didn't experience um, some tragedy because of my drinking or some deep rock bottom. But equally, I began to see and really convince myself and change my beliefs, create enough doubt that drinking was serving me to say, okay, I want to reach a point in my life where I just don't have time for that shit. I don't have time to put that in my body. I, I have other things to do where alcohol becomes small and irrelevant and insignificant. You know, there's some of the greatest, most inspiring, most influential people in, in our country, in our world. They don't drink. Why? Because why would they? Why would they do that to themselves? Why would they purposely ingest something that's going to make them sick, that's going to make them lose, you know, touch with their senses? So I think you can also really associate pleasure to this new life that you're giving. And I think it is a little bit more of a, a path that takes work because there's a lot of mind thought that goes into it, a lot of consciousness, a lot of very quickly flipping your decision, but I think it's possible. But ultimately, I think it's going to be a combination of the two. And the path there is not linear. And very often, you know, if you stopped drinking and you're starting to receive all of the benefits that that entails, and the pain can very quickly fade. And drinking again, usually quickly brings that pain back. You know, usually there's huge amount of guilt there's a lot of self-loathing, usually feel physically pretty bad. And so you drink again and it pretty quickly reminds you of why you stopped in the first place. And that's a good thing. That's a stepping stone on your path. That is you learning and being conscious of this. Because guess what? Now that you've had this awareness that you want to make this change, you can't go back to not having that awareness. You can't unlearn what you've learned. You can't go back into the kind of ignorance is bliss of not questioning your drinking like that's already happened and so those sorts of experiences you know they can they absolutely will bring you further and there's a statistic and i don't have the source right now but it says the average path you know is many years from when someone starts to question their drinking to when someone actually leaves it behind you know and happily leaves it behind and permanently leaves it behind so um you know again if you question anything both of you question your drinking behavior or if you question your sobriety, you will eventually begin to doubt it if you question it enough. So this can obviously work for you against you. Questioning your decision to be free from poison, 
you begin to doubt that decision. This is why my friend Holly of Hip Sobriety, she has a beautiful tattoo with the letters NQYD, never question your decision. And it's her, her memory, it's what grounds her because when she doesn't question it, she doesn't doubt. And then guess what? Not doubting means you're not thinking about it, it doesn't take up your brain space, and you just find freedom in not questioning that decision. You know, also, I found freedom from alcohol by questioning, by allowing enough questions about my behavior, about my drinking experience, about what exactly is this doing for me again? Why do I feel the need to do this? Why am I feeling like crap again the next day? Like these questions began to you know, raise all sorts of doubts that, wait a second, alcohol is not this perfect drink that I've been led to believe. And, and by following those doubts through, I was really able to, you know, discover some truths for myself and make some changes. And so questioning, you know, obviously raises doubts, but also new experiences trigger change when they cause us to question our beliefs. So the thing about beliefs is, again, when we believe something, we don't question it. We need experiences, our own experiences to cement our beliefs. And they're far more powerful than something somebody tells you. So, you know, again, if you start to wonder a few months in, why am I doing this? Why am I not fitting in with my friends? Why do I feel lonely? Why is it so hard? You know, you begin to question your decision about stopping drinking. And then guess what? That experience of drinking actually cements your decision, actually brings you closer to your goal as long as you don't look at it as if you're useless or as if you're defeated, you know? And Brene Brown has this great thing to say, you know, she talks about shame and guilt. And she talks about the fact that they're very different. So guilt is this like, oh man, drink again, you know, and maybe there's something associated where you hurt somebody's feelings. You said you wouldn't, then you did, and you had to say, say sorry, you know, I don't know why I did that. And then that's guilt. You, you make amends and you move on and you leave it behind. And that's actually a healthy emotion. Shame is when you drink again and you start to say, oh, I can't do this. I'm not worthwhile. I'm never going to be free. And you start to put the I in it. And when you talk about you in these absolute terms, that's shame. And shame leaves you further into the addiction. So I think really realizing that this it's not defining you when you mess up. You are on this path. And as long as you are ready to continue to get up and walk forward on this path, as long as you are not just gonna sit down, blame yourself and not get up, you're gonna make progress. The only time you stop making progress is when you stop walking. Now, um, I think that you need both of these experiences to cement your decision. You need to be able to experience a party without drinking and have a really good time, you know, and that experience comes in, in really making the decision that you don't want to drink at that party, that you're not going to be pining for the drink or mourning, that you're just really going to see how it goes and entertain yourself, you know, take yourself back to your days before you ever drank, put yourself in that mindset. Those experiences of really enjoying key things in life, vacations, holidays, parties, and giving yourself enough time without drinking to enjoy those things, those cement it. But equally, again, your experiences of doing something that you know you don't want to be doing and feeling that regret and that guilt and hopefully not that shame around that, trying not to feel that shame, those will cement them. So, there was a um, there's a woman on my site, thisnakedmindcommunity.com, and she wrote this blog post, and she said, you know, it's been three months, and it was the most positive blog post, and she just approached this in this way that wasn't, she had her own way, and it wasn't about all these rules of, oh, well, it's not consecutive sober days, so shame on you, and you can't do that, like, 
all of that was gone. And what she said in her blog post, I thought was absolutely brilliant and worth sharing because she said, okay, guys, this is where I am. I stopped drinking three months ago. I drank two nights during those three months. And so I'm at a 98% success rate and I feel pretty damn good. And I was like, hell yeah, go girl. Like that is so cool because that perspective, I mean, what else do we measure? Like we don't go into a company and say, okay, you better turn around your profitability by 100% you know, next quarter, like we don't do that. We say, oh, look, you know, you grew by 10%, 20%, that's amazing. Or you reduced your debt by 40%, like that's great. Like we count progress in every other area of our lives, but somehow we're not gonna count progress. And by the way, this woman went from drinking every night for 15 years. So for three months of two nights drinking at 98% success rate, I mean, that sounds good. That sounds great. That sounds like something she can go to bed being proud of, you know? And guess what? She probably learned from those two nights and those two nights were probably what kept her not drinking you know the other 98 nights of those hundred days so I would challenge you to not feel shame to do what's right for you and to allow your path to be your own you know your desire for change will bring you change your desire to know the truth about what's right for you will bring you to that place the road may not be straight, but your journey is beautiful and no one can walk it but you. And it's only when you fall and don't get back up, when you don't begin again, it's only then that you stop making progress. In every other instance, you are making progress, you are moving forward and don't let anybody take that away from you. Thank you, Lee. This has been Annie Grace with This Naked Mind Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can learn more at thisnakedmind.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps us spread the word.